Hi, Rav Judy here with Masechet Makot, Perik Bet, Mishnah Bet, dedicated in memory of Sandy Malach, Sarah Bat Tzedek Yaakov. I'm not sure if you can hear it in the background, but I'm sitting in a car that is being drenched with wonderful rain. Uh, Israel needs rain, so Baruch Hashem for Bracha. Hazorik Evan, the Rashut HaRabim, Vaharag, Hareze Gola. If a person, we're now continuing along the themes of uh, what exactly is def- is uh, the definition or what are examples that will help us to define cases of minor negligence, cases that would go to galut. So means somebody who throws a rock into a public place. There's a, you know, a park, a canyon, whatever it is. You throw a rock into a public place, and it hits somebody and kills them. Now, you weren't throwing it at them, maybe didn't know they were there. That's considered minor negligence. It's a public place, people are there, and you throw a rock, that can hurt somebody. says, wait a second. If after you threw the rock, the person stuck their head out, meaning let's say you were throwing it to a public place and then they stuck their head out the window. Or effectively, he's just giving the example, you threw the rock and after throwing the rock, the person emerges. As you threw it towards, let's say, an empty area outside the mouth of a canyon, and after you let the rock go, somebody runs out of the canyon. So basically, they weren't there when you threw it, but then they get out there and it hits them. That's putter. Why? Because at the time that you threw it, there was nobody there, and nobody to think anyone was there. So he says that is actually full out uh, accident and not your problem. So let's say one threw a rock into their own courtyard, an area that belongs to them, uh, or a shared courtyard. It's an area that, that is is more private. So if there's permission, if if the uh, if the the victim has a right to be there, they share the courtyard. Um, you invited them over for coffee, whatever it is, if they have permission to be there, then and it hits them and it kills them, God forbid, then uh, then you go into gullah. Why? Because that is minor negligence. They had a right to be there and should have been more careful. But in love, if they have no right to be there, they're trespassing, then ain't no gola. So don't throw a rock and hit the mail carrier. Um, but, uh, you know, if somebody's you know, sneaking in and they shouldn't be there, so that's not your problem. You had no reason to expect that they would be there. And the basis of this is based on the psukim in the Torah that talk about wood chopping as an example of, we've mentioned this in the last Mishnah, use wood chopping as an example of uh, the kind of behavior that could end up leading to someone getting killed. We had talked about the example of the head of the axe flying off or maybe a piece of wood flying out from the tree that's being cut. So we say, as, as the Pasuk says, talking about our case of accidental murder, if you come upon your fellow in the forest. And there are two different versions of this. The Tanakhama says, just like like forests, there is permission for both the victim and the perpetrator to be there. They both have a right to be in the forest. That comes to exclude a private courtyard when both the the uh, not, both parties do not have a right to be there. Meaning the the perpetrator has a right to be there because it's their courtyard, but the victim doesn't. And so, in order for this to qualify as accidental murder, they both have to have a right to be there. Abishal is a slightly different take on this from the. Same so Kim Abishal says, It's not so much that the place is a place where both have the right to be there in order for it to qualify as accidental murder, and if the victim didn't have a right to be there, it wouldn't be. Abishal says it's the action. Just like Chatavet Eitzim, chopping wood is Rashud. It's a permissible activity. It's not a mitzvah activity. You chop wood if you want to chop wood. You don't chop wood if you don't want to chop wood. Get a different hobby. Get a different profession. This comes to exclude things that are required, and this is sensitive, either a parent striking their child in discipline, a, a, a teacher who, uh, who, 
hits their student to get them to learn well, Ushliach Beitin and the emissary of Beitin. Now, this requires a little bit of explanation. The last one is fairly clear. Shliach Beitin is an emissary of Beitin is, for example, the executioner in Beitin. The executioner in Beitin, or the person who's really doing lashes in Beitin, we'll get to this later on the Masechta, but a person who administers lashes on behalf of Beitin, if they follow the rules and they're doing exactly what they were told to do, no more, no less, no harder, no lighter, and the person dies into their hand, they are exempt. Why? Because they were doing what they were supposed to do and they're not considered to be negligent. Uh, and also they're doing a mitzvah. Okay. These first two, the parent or the teacher hitting the child or the student, uh, the Gemara explains it's there to get the student to learn properly. And so if it's going to get the student to learn properly or to behave properly, then it's actually a mitzvah activity. I know that the Gemara has hesitations about this. The Rambam has further hesitations and says that actually this may be a really bad idea, especially once the child is old enough to fight back because hitting one's Rebbe or hitting one's parent and causing a bruise is actually a death penalty kind of uh, behavior. It's highly problematic. And so while conceptually there's something here about if, God forbid, the person gets hurt while you're doing a mitzvah, you're off the hook. Uh, in practice, we uh, we don't hit children and students anymore. Uh, the Rambam seems to be against it, and the Gemara seems to be not in favor of it. Uh, we have to be very careful that we're not actually making things worse. Uh, but that having been said, that's the example being used here, that this sort of behavior that's being done when the person is, is struck and killed has to be an optional behavior. So thinking back to the last Mishnah, smoothing the roof, lowering down a bucket. These are things you don't have a requirement to do. But if one accidentally kills someone else while in the process of a mitzvah, that actually is not subject to Gullah, because according to Abba Shah, because it has to be an optional behavior, not a required behavior.